to be live on Facebook. Right about now. All right, hey everybody. Getting everything finished, plugging back in, setting back up, getting the jive groove going. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I've been watching too much WKRP Cincinnati lately. Uh, I did top. I tried to get us our intro video done today, and I got it done. And I got it put on the tablet, and I don't know how to make it run in Switcher, even though I pulled it in the it pulled in the video. So next week, everybody, next week we're trying hard to to do some cool stuff and get some good stuff going there. Oh man, what? No, wrong button. We're not gonna be right back. We're gonna be right here. Oh man! So we're talking about today how everything changes. Uh, that's that's the only constant in this whole entire world, right, Tom? Is that right. everything changes? Oh, let's turn some of this down. All right, getting stuff going here. Uh, let me get you. Hello. Yeah, you I can hear you. Me, I'm here. Are you? I'm um, somewhere. You know, I wouldn't say I'm totally here, but. Right. I try. Let's see here. Uh, got my new glasses, too. See if anybody knows. Oh, you know what? You even told me you were going to glasses. I didn't even notice. It's how much I just don't look at you. Uh-huh. Hey, why are, you playing, why are you playing audio over there? Stop playing audio over there. Hey, now. It's a rock star. Get your game on. Group play. Uh, where's my chitty chat? Hey, I'm playing audio too. Why am I doing that? So, I uh, did change up the studio last night for a special one-off project. And, uh, it's kind of hard to set it back up without you sitting here and without me sitting here, you know, running really? back and forth. So, yeah, cause you know, you, you forget, and this does kind of apply to what we're, we're talking about today. You forget how much you get comfortable in the, the process, how much... It, it is it becomes set it and forget it right um i'm trying to get uh our dashboard pulled up here so we can get that going i think this is right let's do that okay so we have everything set in the studio where we basically just come in sit down turn it on yep everything sounds good and we go from there uh, i don't know why i can hear that air conditioner a lot more today than than normal you got it on. It's on low. Yeah, I got it, it on seems low. Low. It, seems it does seem today. louder, doesn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. Well, maybe it's working harder even on low. So, but it's it's all good there. But yeah, you, we get used to how everything just is, and I think I went I went live maybe before Facebook was ready for live because it seems to be about a thirty second delay, which would be because I did set up the live thing earlier, so it count counts down and does all that cool stuff so i've got that uh going on there and you're inviting people in as I'm you should trying to but facebook apparently has changed something because oh, yeah? now it's just letting me do a watch party i and see something about start a watch party so don't i don't like know that. Hey, yeah, Mike, i don't like um, that either what how do you say Rolay? Rolay. 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 i like to call him rollo just because I do. He's my white chocolate. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, you know. Uh, no, but the proper way to say it is instructor role. Instructor role. Yeah, he is <laughs> instructor. Now an, instructor. He is now an instructor. Yes, sir. He is full on in the biz, man. 
Congrats on getting that taken care of. See, everything yes. changes. Everything changes. Uh, there are changes coming to how you become an instructor January 1st. It's on the way. We don't know what that change is yet. Nope. Uh, because uh, we haven't had the instructor updates to let us know what that is. But, yeah, it is, It is like you said, it is on the way, coming. You know, you were talking about what we're talking about today. Changes? Facebook, I don't like your change. Yeah, that's that's interesting that you know, we are going to be talking we are talking about changes somewhat and they do. They they instantly change this to a watch party to where we can't just invite people in to to come hang out. Well, did you change your profile to yourself? Maybe I'm not I don't know. I haven't I'm changing it myself and see if I can invite people. Nope. That's a whole other page. No, it didn't change anything. It just left it as a watch party. Uh you did a watch party once when uh, Barb yeah, was. It didn't do singing. well. Oh, the watch. I mean, I did it once with us, and it didn't do well. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm doing it now, and it's not letting me do very well either. Hmm. Yeah, it's not like you can actually invite people in like before. But yeah. Um, I thought I'd, I thought we'd talk about uh, a little bit about old school versus new school, bad mental. Oh, once I started a watch party, now I can invite people in. But uh, you know, mental habits that you've changed that they were that were maybe bad before that you you become better at that you've changed your mindset. Uh, we're going to talk about education now. Education standards change both uh, in the classroom and in continuing education techniques change right but the, the tagline i put was we not only need to learn a new way of doing things right I and mean, we've gone to I, I don't know what the actual term is but i call them the cab needles because that's where i've used them the most but that hit the button everything retracts back in needle back in you know back in our day it was just a straight needle safety was sharps in the sharps bucket, nobody got stuck. Okay, that was safety, right? Right. Now it's because because there's too many morons out there, too many people who don't take care of themselves or others. Now it's very much a slide it back or hit the button and pop it back or as the needle tip that closes when it comes through. Uh, so everything changes. And what happens, Tom, every time a change occurs? People push back. Oh, I liked it the old way. I like the old way Facebook did it. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, I'm not. I don't understand watch parties, but it is letting me invite a whole lot of more different people than I was able to ever invite before. Before I was able, I was able to invite like all my friends. Before I was able to invite like twelve people. That was my entire list. Maybe that's all, twenty. That's all you. All the friends you have. No, I have like. I, well, okay, all the real friends in the Everybody world. Everybody else is blocked. You don't made that quite cut, but they they just act like they're your friends. <laughs> Yo, you say he's just a friend, and, anyway, and yeah. he you say he's, he's just, just a friend. Oh, baby, you. <laughs> oh Lord, that's nobody wants that. Um, what's something? That you pushed back on that you can think of that was a change that now you're like, nope, I totally get it. I totally am down. Facebook? 
as a whole, or are you just going to keep focusing on this watch party uh, thing? <laughs> Facebook as a whole, too. I mean, uh, I was like, at first, I was kind of like, eh, I ain't putting my stuff out there. I ain't doing that. You know, now it's like every day I'm in Facebook. Yeah, you know, you've built a, a really strong presence for the school. That's becoming a cultural uh, EMS center for our community. I meant to say community EMS mm-hmm. center, I said cultural, but uh, community EMS center. Uh, for people all over the United States to come together and discuss issues. Of course, yeah, we use it to put out that we're having classes. Of course, as you would, as a business. You promote, we have classes. We've got National Registry coming up. Uh, be registered by September 7th, and you can take the registry towards the middle of the month. Uh, I forget the actual date, because I'm more concerned with the closeout date than the actual date, uh, so I remember that. But we, we promote those kind of things, but we've been putting up Means? Did you see the one about the the? Yeah, I think you did see the one about the sanity. This is mm-hmm. where we keep our sanity. As you can see, we're we're all out yeah, right they now. Said, oh, Tom keeps that in his office, locked up. But it's very very sparing. Um, I don't think you do though, because you still, you know, seem to like to aggravate people with roll tide all the time. Roll tide, roll. You know, hey, it's getting close. <laughs> it's getting close. You know, it's so easy to be proud of a team when all they do is win. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, I got my Georgia mug today. That's green and empty. It doesn't. No, it's oh, it doesn't leave a ring. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so brutal, so on point, but so brutal. So one another thing that you know that was that I saw a lot of pushback on. At first, I gave a little pushback, and then I got on the bandwagon. Was selective spinal immobilization? Okay. You know, I didn't even know about it. I didn't really, I didn't have time to push back or even worry about pushing back. That came through a slide somebody had promoted or pushed up that was, um, it was at a conference or something. It was, it was talking about, and I, and I, I shared it to a page or I shared it to you directly. I'm like, whoa, what is that? And you're like, right. yeah, you know, now they're, they're talking about it. And, and the second, it, it's called an elevator pitch, right, which is a two-minute or less Pitch them why something's done. But really, this was a one-sentence pitch. It was, hey, you know it takes like three hours, three to four hours to get somebody off a backboard. And you know that's stupid uncomfortable. Well, it's been showing it's more than just stupid uncomfortable. It's actually doing tissue damage yep. and long-term effects and blah, blah, blah. And it's not actually showing Causing good health. backups in the ER. And then it's like, oh, I, you know what? I get that. That makes a whole lot of sense. Let's get them off as fast as possible, or maybe not even put them on in the first place. But because what's the rule in EMS until they come out and change the standard, which is is almost there. They haven't changed the standard yet. They're still doing studies, I guess, on selective immobilization. No, there's a lot out there. A lot of a lot does it come down to each system to each uh, uh, service? I mean, to yeah, their protocols. Yeah, there's a lot of services though. If, you know, you meet that criteria, they just put a seat collar on you and put you on the stretcher. See, and that's good because the rule, as was universal before in Georgia, has been uh, if they complain, my neck, my back, my lawyer, uh-huh. right? It, it knocks some dust off your bumper. And I have one of those. Oh, I'll tell you oh, about yeah. that in a minute. Especially like at the drive-thru. Um, yeah. Uh, barely knock some bu- dust off the bumper. And, oh, my neck, my well, we'd see collar on. We'd put the backboard on. Uh, and I'll be honest, I've had some overweight patients do the – my net, my back, my lawyer thing. Of Oh, I, my favorite one was a little girl I, f- I felt bad for because uh, my mama said my neck hurts. That was what she told me verbatim. I looked at her mama and looked at her. I'm like, 
Well, you could tell me, does your neck hurt? She looks at her mama and she looks at me because my mama said, you know what I have to do here, right? She's going to be on this board for three hours. Every little bump, everything is certain. This isn't necessary. And mama just looked away like I didn't exist. I hated that one. But I've had some overweight patients who've, who've done I was like, look, I am not lifting you into the ambulance. Here's the backboard. We'll put it on a stretcher. Come in, sit down on it, and we'll take care of everything there. Because there was no mechanism in injury. There was no way that if your neck hurts and you had any kind of C-spine injury, that it came from this. Right. You know? So, and I remember being taught. And tell me what you were taught differently, if you were taught differently. But I was taught, you know, you have to be super careful with the C-spine because it could just be hanging on by a thread. And they just turn to talk to you and they fall they out fall dead. Out, or they go bend over to pick up a penny and they may and they be paralyzed for life. life. I yep. thought that sounded like a bunch of horse hockey when I heard it. You know, I think it kind of is horse hockey. The, the studies show that that only happens less than 1% of 1% of the time. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and then doing more research on this whole backboard thing about the pushback, the study that showed we need to backboard everybody I think it was only 100 patients, which is not a good study at all for this nationwide standard of care that we have in EMS. But studies show it was, was 100 people, and like two of them, two of them showed improvement. Like two of them showed enough injury that that protected them. Wow, yeah. Right? I, I think those are the numbers because it, it stuck in my brain that way because I'm like, holy crap, that's what this entire protocol that services – Hundreds of thousands of people across this nation. And I imagine that protocol goes throughout the world to other countries as well. Because, you know, people learn from uh, other countries learn from the U.S. And, and our styles of doing things. So you're saying we're affecting hundreds of thousands of patients, putting them on a backboard when it's not needed, finding out we're actually doing long-term damage to them or possible long-term damage. And two people maybe got helped by this in 1960. Well, it's kind of like... A- you know, amiodarone versus lidocaine. I mean, there's not really a lot of definitive proof that one is better than the other, but you got people who are on the amiodarone bandwagon, you got people on the lidocaine bandwagon. So it's just all up to, you know, what people think. I mean, what their preferences are, and they get in their little camps and they get um, entrenched in. Huh, what's that sound like? But anyway, <laughs> they get entrenched and they, you know, don't want to listen to anybody else or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I don't know, man. It, it, can, it can definitely be. Another one was CPR when CPR changed and ACLS. When we went from, oh, got to get airway, got to get airway, got to get airway to, no, we need to focus on compressions, compressions, compressions. And, boy, has that made a change. Uh, Yeah. and and Now, that's science, right? That's just longer studies, longer things going on. Um, How long does a drug have to be studied to understand long-term effects? Is it 20 years, 30 years? I mean, there's an uh, FDA standard on, to say we now know long-term effects I think, are. Blah. I think all of them depends on how well they do in the trials. and It's crazy. It's crazy. But I want to say it's at least 10 years, if not more, of active use in the field. So that drug that's FDA approved 
has been been they've worked on it for eight, ten, twelve years, but that's still not the long term study. The long term study comes after it's approved, and we've been using it. Right. Aspirin. You remember Bayer aspirin in the nineteen eighties? Basically, just it's like an apple. One a day t- keeps the doctor away. Just mm-hmm. and people were in. Then it turned out aspirin eats your intestines. <laughs> Basically, I mean, it's still good for very very low doses. It's good for the heart. We use that with nitro and morphine for uh, chest pain. Right. Right. But it is not something you typically keep in the house anymore. It's been shown that uh, Tylenol and Motrin are much better. But then it turns out uh, Motrin kills your liver if you take it way too much. And and can tear your stomach up. Exactly. So it's like, what? Tylenol kill your liver? So we're just supposed to suffer in pain all the time? Probably. Well, you know, those, none of those are natural drugs. I don't know what a natural pain thing is, but uh, I know they're out there. There's some. Poultices and what that, that they yeah. used to make. And what's one you can think of? Poppy uh, seeds. No, not poppy <laughs> seeds, Tom. Don't be an opiate. Oh, marijuana's <laughs> natural. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Can you imagine? I just see it coming. Can you imagine the day whenever we're going to have like an albuterol? <laughs> uh well so that that has long-term health effects but what i see again entrenched right hemp hemp is illegal which leads to marijuana they use the whole marijuana thing hemp to get is anymore. That's why you can no, they, get the, they, 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 they brought it whatever but yeah. you to get hemp you had to grow certain types of plants the whole thing was illegal because dupont back in the late 1800s or 1900s he was big in cotton he had all the cotton mills. You know, DuPont Paint was founded by the DuPont family. And I can't remember which specific guy it was, but it was the head of the, the famous one, right? The head right. of the DuPont family. Uh, basically saw that hemp was replenishable, right? Didn't destroy the earth like cotton can. Um, it didn't have all these other issues. And it can compete with cotton in every way. But one of the side products is if it's fertilized in a different way, you get marijuana. You get the psychotropic effects. So he used that. To stop his competition. And it, for a long time, the whole thing was illegal. Uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, hemp started making its way back into legality. But when you talk about pain uh, management, when you talk about uh, those kind of things, uh, medical benefits, you're talking about oils, the stuff without the psychotropic effects. You're talking about the CBD oils. You're talking about uh, mm-hmm. the things that affect the muscles and the nerves and help with seizures and other things. Uh, but now the one that does have a psychotropic effect, they have shown long, or they are, they being scientists out there, are showing the long-term effects are, you know, it helps with cataracts. It helps with stuff. I know, I, I like first-hand stories. And I actually have a friend of mine who's older, and she, her personal story is she was on 18 to 20 different prescription drugs for everything that's going on in her body. And she lives out in California or somewhere that was early on doing, okay, here's medical marijuana. And it is the smoking kind, so it has the psychotropic effects as well to it. But she was able, with her doctor's supervision and help, by smoking, she was at his prescription. You know, it's not just stay baked all the time, but it was, here's when you do it, here's how much you do it. And from what I understand, and I'm an amateur, I don't understand fully of all this, but from what I understand... Uh, you've got um, medical marijuana is a smaller dose of psychotropic because it's trying to focus more on the medical right. help of it. 
Uh, but she came down from let's let's call it seventeen. She came down to three, three big pharma prescription medications, and the rest of it became homeostasis. You know, there's something that uh, uh, there's something that uh, to that right that when you look at that, now Georgia's finally got the CBD oil. But that's you know that's a change that was going to get huge pushback, and it's gotten huge pushback every step of the way. Well, let's save the kids. Well, nobody's going to argue against that. So it's it's I'm sure there's more than just saving kids, but there's there's those effects. Isn't aromatherapy being tested in the back of some ambulances? Yeah. I hate that idea. I hate that idea with a passion. Not because I think it's it's not just. And now I'm sorry. I'm trying to invite people and it's circling back around the names I've already hit. Yeah. So I, I stopped no, inviting people. Yeah, me so, too. Weird. Um, and the so, comments, see this thing on the, the watch party, the comments don't show up on the mainstream. So I don't know. Because I got a comment over here. Ed Miller says, uh, you're kind of danged if you do, danged if you don't. I've been on heavy prescription pain pills and now just Tylenol. Um, the problem is the amount of Tylenol I have to take is hitting levels that causes other problems like ulcers and liver damage. You know, And you have to learn a lot of techniques to mitigate pain. Uh, big one, stress management, which is part of the psychotropic effect right. of marijuana is stress management. Um, but the reason I hate aromatherapy is the smells. I, I That's hate. The whole point. I, I just. It's just a thing, man. I don't like Axe body spray. I don't like. Oh. Uh, uh, I hate. I, you know, even even the nice little flowery thing that is in Jeremy's office. It just hits me like I'm walking through thick air and I just I don't like it. I don't like patchouli smells. I don't, you know, it, it's, there's almost something to be said na- naturally about walking into a place and having it smell like sweaty ass. You know, it's like, well, that's, I get that. I don't like it. It's not what I want to smell. But I, I can, my body, my, my senses, I guess I should say, can process that better right. than Axe Body Spray or scented oils. Now, what is the actual <laughs> uh, Marcel's laughing at me here. Uh, and that's the point he's saying he's agreeing with you about the smells. That's the point. Uh, what, but what's, what is the actual provable benefit to these essential oils? And does it have to smell? I think that's the whole point. Like I know that some of it works like you got somebody who's really congested. Okay. Peppermint oil is going to work. It does. Okay. I didn't. I never would have thought it, but Barbie did it for me one day, and it worked when I was sick. And I was like, "Wow!" It opened up my sinuses; I could breathe. Okay. You know, um, nausea. There's some essential oils out there that help with nausea as well. So I don't know. I'd rather vomit. I think. <laughs> I mean, that's me saying it, sitting right now, sitting here right now. And who knows what will happen if, if I need something. And, and uh, science, you know, I don't, I don't. It's also in how you present it. And a lot of people that I know who have bought into essentials, it becomes a religion to them. That bothers me. You can't tell me why it works. You can't tell me, show me this scientific thing. One, Dr. Oz, don't quote him to me. Yeah, he's a real doctor. He knows what he's talking about. But he's a TV doctor. You know, his whole thing is ratings. Just because he likes something don't mean crap to me. I want right. to see an article I can read. I want to see a medical journal you article. Read? 
I do read. Wow. Not as much as you, but I do. I, only when I'm looking up something like peppermint oil. Um, uh, Ed Miller says peppermint oil is very – well, I mean, we don't need to pick apart the, the specifics, but he says it's, you get a diminishing return. Um, but Question, it, it's – You're getting – you're seeing people reply? On my, on my watch party. Yeah, okay. so the people I invited to my watch party are replying. But I'm not seeing – your, I'm not seeing your plies, and they're not showing up on the main stream. Michael Rolla. The main stream. I see Michael. Michael Rolla was on the main. He's the last thing there. Thank, thank you. But so, yeah, on my watch party, that yeah, I'm with you. That I liked before we could steer everybody to the actual video. See, right. everything changes, and not all changes good. Well, here we are doing a joint video through uh-huh. a main page that we're both in on. We're admins on, and when, when we go to invite people, instead of inviting them to the main page. It's throwing them on two different watch parties. Uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't There's know. There's a that thing works. up here about adding a co-host. I see that too, but but you, you don't show up. Right, neither do you because you're not watching my watch party. So I don't, I don't know how to to. I don't. I see uh, where you invited me. So I, I guess in the future one of us needs to invite each other, and then we can. I guess, and I can't even get back to the main thing. So. So that's the thing, right? So entrenchment, right? I don't like the smells of natural oils. I mean, it, it might not be the oil. The oil now might I be know fine. What to do? The, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. Him. I will shoot you with my hemp-laden Nerf gun. <laughs> it's on like a chicken bone now, yeah. buddy. I never once threatened you with mayonnaise. I never. I've always pitied you because I understand <laughs> what that does. People do it to you all the time. Uh, don't start a, Don't start a smell war, man. We're going to get into some problems. I already got to live through a smell war between you and <laughs> I, Jeremy. Uh, sorry. I mean, whose stomach's the size of a well, peanut you know. and everything flows through? We're, we're all three of us. That's, see, that's fair. That's a, that's a, My, everybody's on I even ground stink, there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, uh, chi- hey, I'm not throwing a, a, a thing out for Chick-fil-A because I wouldn't do that. Not like they're teasing here or um, foods in my belly most of the time. <laughs> but, man, they're... Mac and cheese today was good. You missed out on that. I might have to try that. Yeah, some good mac and cheese. But, yeah, getting entrenched sometimes can get you in trouble. Sometimes, like with this, it can – maybe we need to be entrenched, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But that's – to to the medical marijuana, that's the same thing. You get people misunderstanding why it was made illegal. And there's still going to be people who don't like it, and that's fine. There's going to be people who have religious beliefs against it. That's fine. But you get that entrenchment, and you don't listen to what's going on. Um, alcohol was banned for a while. And yep. it came back because the people spoke, people, basically. Yeah, well, the peop- well, they spoke in the way of speakeasies and illegality, yeah. and it became super dangerous. So that we, mm-hmm. the government went, okay, let's make it less dangerous. And there's been more and more and more rules. But our society is changing nowadays, now today to go. Remember when smoking... When the California ban came, was what they could start in California, but where basically no smoking around government buildings and no smoking in public restaurants and public places anymore. Right. Though I remember the world around me went nuts. Mm-hmm. It seems like all of a sudden everybody in Georgia wanted to smoke. It's like what? You know, I, in Madison, there's a truck stop that's it's like a Denny's, it's a J and J or whatever. They had decent food, and we'd go there, and they give us a discount, so we'd go there too. And it had a smoking section, non-smoking section, and a table like this separating us. And you could be smoking, and I'm into non-smoking. Like, the El Charo was the same way here. Right. 
And that's that's crazy. So I remember when that band came around, people were like, well, uh, what are we going to do? Well, it didn't affect yeah. bars. So bars get to make their own rules about smoking and not smoking. And set. But now it's a way of life. Now, if you mm-hmm. walk up to a business and somebody's even looking like they're going to smoke, most people don't hesitate to go, hey, man, you can't do that. you got to go over around the corner right. and do that. And, and, and smokers are like, well, uh, I have the same rights. Yeah, but you chose to do that. You can't choose for me to smell that. Or I have secondhand smoke, those yeah. kind of things. Um, it's strict- not like I can choose to not breathe. Yeah. For very long, anyway. <laughs> and it does make a mess. You know, uh, Halloween two years ago, I think it was, uh, when we first did the Halloween house, here, right. people were sitting out front of our building, smoking, apparently. Yeah. And, I mean, just butts everywhere. That's the other thing. I don't think anybody would complain if you stood out in the sidewalk smoked, if you took care of your trash. You know, right. You're away, a little bit away from people, down once you're not blowing it, in the doorway. How many times have you walked past uh, re- or gone into a restaurant right by the door? They have that that drop your butts in thing, and it hits you like the old stale yep. cigarettes. You know everything changes, and and Amanda, you're correct. Booze became legal, so the government could. That's part of it. So they could start taxing it and getting their money off of it. But uh, you know everything gets sold with safety, right? Oh, we got to protect the people. Um, but that entrenchment. But see, I'm I'm also against the the people who think weeds everything. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I went to this, this um, supposed to be an informational gathering about uh, explaining what the legalities in Georgia of CBD oil is. Um, and, and Georgia is still in the process. It was part of the law that there's going to be some farms, right? There's, I think it's a 60-40 thing where 60% are going to be big corporate or slash university controlled farms. Right. So they're very government controlled. And then 40% could be individual farms, those kind of things. And it's supposed to be an information on how it works. I'm interested to know what the future holds. And I went there. And a lot of the, most of the speakers would just be like, pot cures everything. Thank you. I'm like, that, that doesn't tell me anything. Now, there were some good speakers. But the host of the event, while I never saw her smoke, I saw the effects that she was smoking or doing something. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a big pothead smoke out thing. It was supposed to be this informational thing. But they were still... Somewhere doing it because halfway through the whole thing, you could tell she's slurring her speech a little bit and kind of losing her process of thought. And like, this doesn't help. That entrenchment of smoke outs. And remember when Woody Harrelson used to have those sit ins uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, try to legalize weed? That doesn't help. You saying it's of the devil doesn't help. If we come together and figure out what's going on, that's how we learned. We don't use heroin. To get people off of opioid addictions. Or uh, not heroin. Uh, what was it? Methadone. We don't use methadone. Was it methadone? There's one that, that there no, was methadone addiction. Methadone is what you use. Okay, there was one that it, back in the early 1900s. Cocaine maybe. There was some kind of. Uh, uh, it was up there with morphine and everything as far as pain management. But it's super addictive. And we started using like heroin to get them off. Or vice versa. I don't remember. Obviously, I'm, I'm mixing up my drugs here. But he has some timers. I, it's okay. I have. I don't carers because <laughs> I, I don't remember. I should. Rem- that's what I do care about because it's a fun fact. Um, but basically, hospitals were giving this addict what we know now to be a super addictive drug as well as pain management to get people off of this other addictive drug. And it's those mm-hmm. things of we got to pay attention. We have to learn the effects. We have to figure it out. And even methadone can be bad. Yeah, and if not done correctly, it's easier to get off of than. Other opioids and heroin, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, Coca-Cola had cocaine, cocaine in it. In it. Yep. Yeah. So when people were, I want original Coke back. You don't know what you're talking about. Because uh, that, that, it was medicinal. Cocaine it was, was medicinal then. Yep. 
Yeah, it's, it's good for for everything until you couldn't quit drinking Coke or shooting it in your veins or whatever. <laughs> like uh, Laudanum was out there. When, when are yeah. they going to come up and say, take our caffeine away from us? You know, is that a horrible thing? I used to push back hard. I don't really like decaf coffee. I can tell a taste difference. But I'm watching my friends who are non-religious about it. That's the key to me. You're not entrenched, right? And we're going to bring this back to paramedicine and, and how people get entrenched in their ways. But it's that, that oh, I got to have my coffee. I got to have my this. I got to Well, I watch my friends who go, you know what? I'm just going to try not eating meat. It's not because I, I love animals. It's not because I'm a vegan. I'm just going to see what it does for my health. And, okay, I've seen that. I miss some of it, and so they find that moderation that they're, bo- they're listening to their body. They eat a lot of vegetables, and they'll eat a steak once or twice a week or something along those lines, right? Um, uh, uh, and they've done the same with uh, uh, – they've tried veganism. They, they've cut back their sugar. Uh, you know, but I, I've seen – I know somebody personally who made deals with God, right, for situations in their life. So they stopped sugar. They stopped meat. They stopped this. They're still unhealthy as crap. Right. They're still overweight and look horrible. Mm-hmm. But the ones who are doing, you know, finding that body response, that that makes me go, maybe I should drink more water and take in less processed sugar. You know, maybe I should cut back. And I have. I've cut back on my sweet tea intake. I've cut back on my sodas. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not taking your tea. <laughs> um, no, don't take my tea. But I, I, see, what I've done is moved to the positive. I've tried to drink more water, and I find a, a response in that. Uh, it's helped me manage my weight. I haven't lost any weight, but I'm not back up to my heaviest, which was when I was on the truck. I was like 370. I think I'm, I'm managing to stay under 340. I'd like to be under 300, but I'm not putting the effort in, to be honest. But, yeah. you know, So that's what I'm talking about. So entrenchment, right? Let's bring that to medicine. I know you can think of people that even as you came up, you're a new captain, you're – studying oh man look at this study and mm-hmm. you bring it to either medics or to your superiors and they go ah they do the tea thing ah, yeah. i'm not letting go no they don't want to let go yeah like 12 lead ekgs oh i yeah i remember when that came yeah. around i just didn't want i wanted to Printing do it because it's interesting but it's hard to remember yeah man refusals doing your refusal paperwork and giving your home care instructions uh, yeah, yeah. People didn't want to, you know. They get entrenched. They don't want to want to do this. And sometimes it's just getting out of that comfort zone. And that comfort zone, you you get complacent. You know, you, life is change. And and trust me, there's days I don't want to do stuff either. I mean, like right now we're dealing with changing a operating system or for distributing our continuing education stuff. Yeah. I, fighting it and fighting but you can't we've got changes coming through our licensing standards it's going to happen anytime somebody new takes office there's going to be changes yes and there's a new president a new governor new senators and stuff well i thought you were referring to the office of of dph is getting a new i forgot about that there's going to be a new leader there'll be changes and there'll be changes there'll be a new director there uh, you know and there's going to be changes there some it's good. Some is bad. So, but change is life, and we just have to embrace it, and we have to try it's, to support it. So some is long term, and some is temporary. Yeah. You know that's that's with with this is why people get. I I just as soon as people really start harping on politics and this, I just step back and, and move away. It's like because the reality is, air, like you just said, every president makes changes, but only little bits make it through long term. Right. Now, some of that's bad, some of that's good, right? 
Uh, people loved uh, at one point loved to hate on Reagan until he passed away, and then he was like the most beloved president ever. But the truth was, he had some of the highest ratings, and it felt like he served the people. From what I saw independently, from what I looked at, you know. But I, you know, people, all oh, trickle down. Well, the economy worked. I don't understand what your 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 problem with that is. But things changed, right? Tax cuts that Bush Senior did got. Or actually, he reversed them himself, and that's why he got voted out of office. His whole platform was no new taxes, and then he did new taxes. Um, You know, Bill Clinton, people remember Monica Lewinsky scandal, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what else he did? He's the reason we can buy stuff on Amazon. He's, He's the president signed into law that our digital signature counted as our signature, and we can now buy things on the Internet. You know, other stuff has been reversed that he's done. Exactly. Some, but the internet thing stayed. The the NATO stuff didn't. Charles has got some dirt on the Clintons, by the way. Don't shoot me. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> My name is not Vince. Don't shoot me. Um, there's there's some shady. Anyway, uh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, well, th- think about uh, a time when you worked for for a company. And the the commander changed, the, the director changed, uh-huh. uh, stuff changed. Have, have you ever worked for a service that got bought out? Yeah. See, I've never done that. What was that like? Changed uniforms. I worked for Caroline. Okay. It was weird because everybody always thinks AMR bought Caroline, but it was the other way around. Caroline was owned by Medtrans. Medtrans was the parent company. Actually, Medtrans bought AMR, but they kept the AMR name because it was a bigger company and had more, you know, fingers and everything and longer standing as well. So I went from Caroline to AMR. So they kept the brand of AMR, but it was the Caroline company. It was the Caroline company, basically. But there was a lot of AMR people came over. There was a lot of bickering, a lot of stuff. Sometimes you didn't know. Uh, I left I the Birmingham it, yeah. operations and went to Mobile and worked down there. And they had just bought, at the same time, bought a small private company down there called Fountain Ambulance Service. Okay. And that's where I came in and started working at. So not much change other than some personnel. And and, and, and that's what I hear yeah. about ambulance companies when that happens. Uh, bigger changes come when this, the company's established and you get a new commander or a new director or those kind of things. You know, people people put their, I, I like to call it, they put their stank on things. You feel like there has to be something to change. And when I took over, like, for Dragon Con Digital Media Track, that whole first year I tried to keep it as near the same as I could. I just added content that I thought was missing. Right. But then at the end of that year I made announcements like, okay, some changes are coming and this is what I'm proposing to get people used to it. And But slowly but surely, I mean, I've got a bigger plan in place that it's going to look, by the end of this year, it's going to look a thousand times different than when it was when I took over. But that's because I have a vision that's different than the ones who had before me. Right. And that's how things go. Uh, but seniority, right? that's the one thing I'm really sensitive to uh, because I've always hated that in, in my career. Of I was always, until halfway through my active career, I was always the youngest person. It was weird. 
I was always the youngest person. I was the youngest paramedic in the company. I was the youngest EMT in the company. I was just a go-getter. Now you're what, just old. And now, I, I, now I'm wise in my years is what I am. <laughs> I've got my experiences behind me. And it always, it always killed me when I come as a medic, especially after I've been a medic for a while. And I, I was thinking specifically going when I went to Jasper County. And somebody tried to pull seniority on me. Well, I've been here longer. And in choice, four-letter words, I basically told them I did not care. It's what are you doing right now that matters. Right. What are you doing? You know what? Because I've waited. My whole policy with any company, any place I go, except for here because it's a whole different situation when you brought me in here, is I'm going to shut up and do that, the job you hired me for for six months and get a lay of the land. See how the politics work in the company. See how they respond to problems. Yeah, that's my my dormant period of let me see how this works. After that, then it's full on me. I run my mouth. I do what I want to do. Because mm-hmm. I figured out, here's how I help the company. Here's how their vision works. Here's You told me you're working towards this. So I'm going to help you there. So anything that doesn't fall into that, I'm going to call it out. And I hate. I want to hear what you think about it. I hate seniority. I hate when people are like, well, I, I've been here long. Now, in the sense of, in a fire department, which I've never worked in, it seems a little different. Because mm-hmm. the more years you work, the more rewards you get so if it comes up for shift bed or vacation time there's a specific system in place that says okay because you put in all these years and served us well your reward is you get to pick shift first right i get that but when it's just i've been here longer there's the door get out well i think seniority plays an important part in any organization because you want to reward people for longevity and doing a good job long term. So if you've got somebody who's worked for you for 10 years and then somebody comes in and they've been there for six months and they're like, well, I want off. Have they worked well? I want off. It, maybe they have worked well, but the other guy that's been here for 10 years is working well, too. So no, no, no. That's what I mean. Fine. No, no. The 10-year guy. That's my point. My question is not, I don't care that you've been here 10 years. In those 10 years... Were you loyal to the company? Did you help with the vision? Did you bring your all to the all table right. or the best to the table that you could? That'll get you rewarded in six months for me because well, it's, it's, a, it's a value for value versus, you know, some seniority is I've just been here longer. But I'm the shining star because I'm coming in and I'm actually doing what Douglas said yesterday at the meeting. You know, he's always talking to Forsyth and the Gypstick and everywhere there. And he's. Uh-huh. And he's getting training things done. And the story, well, I don't remember if he told it fully, so I'll tell it quickly here. The story goes, let's say in 2016, uh, some person from training came around to all the departments, all the chiefs and said, and they sent out emails and notifications, all that stuff. That in 2018, this standard is changing. And you have to, because it's going to take a lot of work, you have to do da 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 Well, then, and, and for two years, he's trying to get his volunteer chiefs to do what they're supposed to do, and they're ignoring him, as people do. You know, a lot of them have been there longer. They've been there since they're 18 years old, and now they're 80. You know, and right. he's the young whippersnapper, even though he's been there all his life. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, you know, all this stuff's going on. And then it comes up to that deadline, and they're like, what's going on? We didn't know anything about this. And we, what, we can't do this. He's like. I've worked on this for two years. You've been told for two years. Don't come crying to me. And their response to him was, well, if you didn't go up there stirring up the pot all the time, they'd just leave us alone. That's that. You're not doing your job. You're just here. Seniority doesn't mean mm-hmm. crap to me when that happens. Well, I mean, you got to look at all of it. But, you know, I've been around people, too, where they come in, 
they come in, they get hired at a place, and they got hired because uh, they were the somebody's buddy or friend sure. and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And I'd been there for four or five years, and they got promoted over me after they'd been there less than a year. No good explanation except for, oh, everybody likes him better. Okay. So, yeah. But are they doing the job? So because, I sat down, yeah. so I just kept my mouth shut and said, you know what? I was, at that point, I was uh, um, the director of education for that service. And I was already a, what they called an alternate field supervisor. So whenever a field supervisor was out, I would fill in for them. Sure. But I mainly handled training. Well, I didn't get the field supervisor job, which was a pay raise. My position, I didn't get much of a pay raise because it was training, you know. So, and I needed at the time, I needed money. I so I ended up getting I stuck there. money, like I it's not it. real. I needed quotey money. Well, it, it's quotey <laughs> money because it just went through my hands. I just sure. felt like I saw it. Sure. But so he got promoted, and he was there. He wasn't even there a year. Went somewhere else. Left. Yeah. So I put him for it again. I finally got it this time, and I stayed there for a while. You know, you know, it was everybody knew it. So I don't I, – I believe that seniority does have something to do with it, but also don't believe it. I am willing to put – I'm willing to hire somebody off the street into a position. I, it's all about qualifications and can you do the job. Mm -hmm. But – you know, when it comes time to be getting off work or stuff, you, you've got to have a standard. You know, what is your position? If you're a captain and you've well, got, okay, so then you get first If all two. things are, everything else is equal, that's when you go there. But you get these, but you get people, Charles, that come into organization. I've been here for two weeks. Where's my corner office? You know, no, it doesn't it's work that way. It's a street corner outside. Yeah. That's where it, it is. It doesn't work that way. You know, oh, I've been here, I've been here for eight Eight weeks, you know, I want to be in the nice unit. I want to, you know, ha no, it doesn't work that way. Hmm. How do you feel, not about paying your dues, because to me, paying your dues, not only is a real thing about you joining associations and whatnot, but paying your dues is that idea of putting the work, show us that you're a part of the team. But what do you feel yeah. about you got to earn your spot? I, I don't know another phrase for it, but it's like the not quite hazing, because hazing is the bad stuff yeah. what do you think about well you're you're not worth anything till you prove yourself and that's more of a, a peer to peer not so much a captain but it can be well it's like you're the new you kid come in, when you come in as the rookie you know i remember being a rookie and i remember my job coming in i was like your job first thing in the morning is the bathroom's got to be cleaned every morning that was our job as the rookies we had to go in make sure the bathrooms are clean stock that was our job. And then as you moved and you up and more rookies came in, they took over they that job. They took over that job. And then but why can't everybody do that job? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just now I'm just asking. Because that's the uh, rookie's job. If you, can't, if you can't clean the bathroom well, then how can you be trusted to do anything else? This I thought the like rookie's job was rewinding the, the siren oh, on the front. That too, I guess. <laughs> Checking the air brake fluid. Yeah. Making uh, sure that there's a hose stretcher. Uh, Mark is talking about can, it, uh, can an individual do the job – should be all that matters. Tenure sometimes is just a reflection of treading water for years, you know, and that's a whole different thing. Tenure is one of those things where you kind of quit trying. A lot of people joke about marriage. Dating is all about the work, and as soon as yeah. you get married, you quit trying. Well, that's that's backwards. I mean, in my opinion. So I have in in but my you, other company. You do have that. I mean, I worked at a, another school that 
is here in Georgia, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of people. Kind of like, on the perimeter yeah, of Georgia, kinda, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere yeah, like okay. that, where the pyramid. You know how most places have a pyramid. You know, at the top you've got the president, and then you got vice presidents, and then you got like deans and and stuff like that. And then you get down here at the base, and you got like this huge base, which is all the workers, right? So you have a few leaders and a bunch of workers. Well, yeah. there it's upside down. You've got like a bunch of leaders, but no work, hardly any workers, and you're stuck on the bottom. And you got people that, oh, I've been here 20 years. So what are you doing now? Well, that's my know. point. So those, but that's an organizational issue. That's not something that you're going to fix. If, that's that's called the way you fix that is you leave and you go somewhere else. Yeah. You know. Or you change the choose, president and have them shake it up, choose, be a disruptor. Yeah. Choose your battles because. You know what? All you're going to do is get fired, probably, or you're going to be miserable. But you know what? There are organizations out there that are your fit, that are a fit for you right. and will work. You just got to look. Get out of your comp. Don't be comfortable. Get out and find it. Yeah. Uh, my my thing, my personal way I work with people is, is if I pick you for something, if I work with you, well, I'm going to be harder on you than I am everybody else because I believe you have a seat at the table. I believe you have, uh, uh, you belong here, right? And I'm not always giving you feedback. So I worked with a guy uh, doing a show, and, and his thing was like, I did a show, was like, well, well, how was that? How was that? And I finally, you want, you want to feel good? Call your nanny. Call your nanan, your grandma, whatever your gram-gram, whatever you call her, and let her bake you a cookie because – once, once we're we start off, hey, I'm giving you feedback. But once mm-hmm. we're here, we're just moving forward. I'm not gonna tell you to feel good every time. Go get right. good feeling somebody else. We work together, and I expect that. It, not that I ever want that here. It's just it's definitely not my path. Um, but uh, it's it's if I were to be made partner in this school, I would expect you to expect me to work two times as hard as I do now. You know, it's as as you move up, that's more work you're doing. And the the company I run, I've got three partners. And we've had conversations about, no, this is where you work. This right. isn't, you earned your spot here. Uh, going back to DragonCon, I have people being, being moderators. And I had an honest conversation with somebody else. So they like, well, you know, I kind of feel like an imposter. Like, then you need to leave. Right. Because you came working hard. I saw the hard work. I watched actually what you did. I believe you're going to bring something great to the table from what I've seen you do. But now you're here. You're going to work. And this is how it works. Mm-hmm. And not, he didn't, it's not that he didn't want to do the work. He it was a more of a perception thing of, 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 of a topic we we're talking about. But I said, no, you got to drop that imposter crap. You're at the table because I believe you belong in the table. And if you don't trust me to see that, then you got to go, you know, seniority. That mean it, when it comes, cause we live in the now, when it comes to getting the job done, seniority means nothing. Thank, that's maybe what as I'm getting As long as to. the job gets done, you can't, the thing is, I think what you're talking about, you're not talking about seniority. I think you got your terms or your concept mixed up. What you're talking about is RHP. Rank has privileges. Okay. So what you've got is a group of people who think, oh, I've been here 10 years and I don't have to do half the work. No, it's not that way. Yes, yeah. the rookies have to clean the bathrooms. But you have to get off your butt, and you've got to get the reports done. You've got to get payroll done. You've got to get evaluations done. You've got to organize training. You've got to make sure that their clothing is squared away or, you know, their equipment is good. 
that stuff is ordered and stuff, stuff that they can't do, mm-hmm. that they're not expected to do. So it's not acceptable for you to have the rookies cleaning the bathrooms while you're sitting in the recliner with your feet up telling them to go do other stuff and do busy work. Busy work is stupid work. There's no sense in busy work. And if there's busy work to be done, you know what? We all need to get out there and do it. Well, if somebody... Which is like here. How many times here have you seen it? Now, I know I have assignments for people to do some cleaning, but you know what? I clean too. You know what? Whenever stuff, the hard work and the heavy lifting has to be done, I'm in it out there too. I own the place. I could easily say, you know what? Y'all get this done. If it's not done by tomorrow, we're going to have honest conversation if you need to stay here. That, I could do that, but I don't. Okay, so at that moment, we'd have an honest conversation if I needed to stay here. Like, uh, what are you going to do? You're going to kick your feet up in the recliner? Nah, I'm good, man. I'm out. They're good. <laughs> you know, but that's not what you do at all. No, that's not, that's what, not what I do. But you know what? In the workplace, what do you? How many times do you think that happens? I guarantee. You, go to a go to some fire departments and play that. You yeah. would you would be gone. And that's you so. Know, if you if you push back. There's the door. Maybe it is a rank has privilege, but what people have used, it's not always rank either, but people have used just time. Well, rank being or there. time, yeah, yeah. same thing. Because uh, like when I, or, I, I or ran time into. Time has privileges. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, and that, and that is what. And it comes out of some of this. Well, seniority is I've been here longer, right? Mm-hmm. Some of that. Um, and I mean, one of the cases I'm specifically thinking about is this EMT who was in his 60s, and I was a 20 something year old medic. You know, 28-year-old medic. And rough around the edges, sure. Ran my mouth, sure, but I did my job. Man, I always made sure that that was my insurance, is I knew I rubbed feathers the wrong way. I knew I pissed people off. I knew I was a headache to my supervisors. But I also knew they were going to love me because I'm the one who's going to show up half an hour early and make sure this is done. I'm the one you give me the lazy person, and either they're going to leave or they're going to shape up because we're going to scrub this truck with a toothbrush now that I know you're lazy. You know, I don't want to scrub the truck either. I want to make sure it's clean and polished. But you give me grief, we're turning it up to 11, man. Let's yeah. go. And so I knew I balanced my mouth and my FU attitude with my stuff is shiny. My stuff is clean. My reports are done to the uber detail of things. And if they ask me to do something I don't want to do, I'm going to shut up and do it. And then I'm going to hold it over their heads later, but I want to do it. Um, and that, that's the thing of when this, this EMT was like, I've been in this county for 40 years. You've been here six months. I'm like, for one of the only times I ever go, you see this patch on my shoulder? That means I went to school and I worked my butt off to get this patch. I never put down EMTs, but you're going to talk to me about how you've been here? You ain't done crap for 40 years, man. So shut up, get in the truck, and let's go. You know, that, maybe that's where I'm coming from. Um, but talking about true seniority and the fire station I was stationed at, again, I didn't work for them, but I worked with them. You would see the chiefs were always making sure, even to me, I'm not one of their firefighters, but they would see I was exhausted and they go go to my chief's room and shut the door. and Nobody can see you All and right. take some, get some sleep. You know, they would do that to other firefighters. They would take care of it. So top down, the leaders were serving their well, that's what underlings. It's supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be. And that's a mentality uh, that has to, to take, change, You're supposed right? to take care of the people below you, but the people below you are supposed to work hard as well. Yeah. Um, I know, matter of fact, I had, let me see if I can find it. 
Because I had taken a screenshot of it, and I was going to... Well, you looked that up. Uh, Joy Taylor says, yeah. this apartment needs to be watching this without doubt because they're lacking in a lot. I don't know what department, but don't call it out. Don't get in trouble. Yeah. But somebody's going to be sharing that across their office space or wherever. So somebody posted, it's one of those people, you know, that, you know, one not the person who posted it, but, you know, one of those posts, I think they may just automatically done, but leadership is not being in charge. It's about taking care of people in your charge, and that is correct. Yeah. But the people in your charge is supposed to take care of the leadership as well. The people in your charge is supposed to be doing like what Charles was talking about, making sure everything is done. You know, making sure that you come in and that you're cleaning what you're supposed to clean, that you're performing what you're supposed to do, that you're doing the paperwork that you're supposed to do, and that there's not going to be anything to come back on the, on the leadership. And the leadership is supposed to entail take care of you, to give you the tools to do the job, make sure it's safe for you to do the job, give you rewards for doing the job, looking out for your best interests. That's what the leadership's supposed to do. But everybody that's, that I'll see on Facebook that's whining and complaining about leadership, I like to ask, what did you do this week? Because yeah. leadership does not equate rank. You don't have to have no. rank to be a leader. You have to, you know, you could be that person that's been there for one year and be a leader. Yeah. Yeah, as just you know. a medic, I had at ENTs what... I'd achieved the rank of captain, which basically just meant if a commander took off for a day, there was a small pool of people that would be the substitute commander. Right. right? They didn't have one person. So uh, on my shift, basically every truck had a captain on it. So there's three captains underneath a commander at any given time. And we'd rotate. If, if she was going to be off, I'd get it one day. Uh, but before I even became commander, no, I was – I think I, I stepped in and helped with Commander. I didn't, I didn't even have a full shift. I was like, you know what, let me help you out here. You take this, I'm going to do this. And so I was like assistant, whatever. And I had people come out and say, yeah, I'd follow you anywhere. Yeah, I do because the way you handle it. Because I just try to take care of people. I try to make it fair and balanced. And, and, and But the thing is, kind of what people don't like is part of that leadership, too, that, what, what does it say, leaders? Um, let me say that again. Leadership is not being in charge. It's about taking care of people in your charge. Yeah. But sometimes that means because I remember being a captain, really pissing people off because I would keep, I would, we, we would have house day and we would be halfway done with house day and I'd be like, where is so-and-so? Yeah. Where, where are they at? Yeah. And what they had did is they went and ran a call and they were at the hospital an hour and a half ago and instead of coming back to the station to start doing cleaning, they mm -hmm. were hanging out of the ER waiting on us to get all the cleaning done. And no, I said, stop it. Y'all yeah. are done for the day. They're going to finish this. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Whenever they came back, do you think they had anything good to say about me? Of course not. No, you made them do didn't. their I job. made them do their job. But some of them, that's being a leader. Being a leader is making sure that everybody's treated fairly, that everybody pulls their own yeah. weight. Because it wasn't fair for that core group of people that was there at the station doing all the house duties while the other crew mm -hmm. was sitting over at the ER talking and having fun and giggling with the nurses right nope y'all you know what the longer you wait you know it's going to be here waiting on you yeah and i told them i'm like you got till tomorrow at the end of your shift before you go home to get it done and i don't if your shift ends at eight o'clock this ain't done you will be here until it's done and you know what <laughs> but you know what the other crews was like hey thanks for doing that because that happens all the time they're always 
skipping out whenever there's time for work to be done. Mm -hmm. But yet this core group of people, this this group would go back behind my back and say, oh, you know what? He's this, he's that, blah, 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 blah. You know what? So next year, oh, it's the same thing. Oh, that's another thing I hate is, is shift wars. Yep. But we won't get into that right in a second because Donald uh, W. says leaders lead by example, which I like how Richard Marchenko said it, leadership is follow me. And I think that needs to be leaders live in a glass box. You need to be clear. Let people see what you're doing. Because one thing I hated in my own self, as I said, oh, what are they doing sitting up in their office? And then later in life, as I, I saw leaders who I knew they're upstairs running things or in their office doing like making orders, getting stuff done, you, you maybe being that buffer between us and the senior administration that doesn't understand what we do, you know, those kind of things that we don't see. You can't hide that because then you get people who don't understand and – that's that's the thing that I think helps me the most is uh, uh, I'm very hands-on. I'm very much, I want this show to go this way, so I'm going to get in here. I'm going to set things up the way I want. Well, when it's Dragon Con and I've got seven volunteers that are helping and other people come by to give help and they're standing around while I'm setting up lights, that's backwards. Because then I drop the ball on going to a room that I'm not in to make sure that's set right. And this, right. and I've had to learn to pull back. But then they see. They don't go, well, Charles is just off talking and hanging out. They know I'm a hotel over making sure the big room is ready for when we drop in there and do our thing because they're not going to set it up for us. Right. And those kind of things. And that's you do that a lot here is we all give you grief. Every time you go on vacation, we're like, leave your laptop. Actually have some fun, Tom, because you're supposed to be with your family having fun, Tom, because yeah. we know you're in that truck driving down working because we'll get we'll get more calls from you <laughs> when you're on vacation than when you're in the office we've all said that yeah you know so that's that well, clarity there well, when i was a captain on the truck i used to be i used to be up all night most of the time because i'd be in there doing the paperwork during the day i'd be doing helping make sure the crew and then i had my stuff to do and i would tell and i would get on to people because somebody would say something about you know these leadership things and stuff i was like what were you doing last night? Because while you were sleeping and snoring, I was in here doing evaluations. I was in here ordering supplies. I was getting drug orders completed and inventorying stuff. Yeah, and that's and, and people need to see that. That's the thing. Um, you know, and that's a mindset. So I want to get back to since we're on leadership. The, you know, we've talked about bad leaders. We've talked about stuff we, we can think of. People, uh, uh, Joy T is saying, uh, I was never shown how to do the reports on the medical or fire calls. I went on myself. Uh, there's some, we, you referenced the buddy who gets brought in and they get promoted, which I'm, I'm very hard on. I've, I've been clear with my kids. You ever work with me? Like when I bring them here to even be uh, uh, bodies, you'll be patients uh, for the testing. I'm like, now I'm going to be harder on you than I am anybody else because I want you to be better. I want you to be better than I ever was, you know. Uh, my my partners in my business, and I have a lot of hosts underneath me in my my company who all come to DragonCon. I tell them you're gonna get you might get less panels than if you didn't know me, because I have to make sure in my mind that I'm being fair, which means I'm gonna err on the side of cutting the people that are my buddies. But everything's temporary, and that's the thing you need to understand. Everything changes. That bad boss or that person who got promoted above you, who was a buddy, lasted a year. Yep. Uh, I ended up leaving, and it was time for me to leave. I ended up leaving an AV company I worked for because the guy, instead of bumping me up or one of the other crews up, and, and for three, four months, we ran that place. 
without any issues, we ran that place. And it's a high-end hotel in Atlanta, and we got every con going. We, they took the orders just like before, and they'd send it down. But our boss had left, so we would just get it. We'd make sure everything happened. But instead of even letting us interview for the spot, he brought in his buddy. The guy lasted like three years, tanked the profits. Everything went south. Most everybody quit. And they brought in more people because that's the reality of life, right? So what? You quit. There's always somebody who wants a job. They'll, they'll make something happen. And now he's gone. He left them in the lurch. But the people who stayed or the good people who were hired underneath that, they're working hard and doing a good job. And some of my buddies who are still over there, uh, they're doing way better now. They toughed out the storm where it was just not for me to do that. Um, we've talked about leaving. You said leaving the organ. If it's an organizational problem with the upside down pyramid, you leave and go somewhere else. Yeah. But ultimately, it, 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 man, we can get so deep on that. But my point is, we te- we tend to believe the good is going to last forever, right. and then the bad is. Um, uh, uh, now, let me take that back. It's the reverse. We tend to believe that the good is going to go away tomorrow and the bad is going to last forever. Right. Instead of just being patient and going, why am I here? You know, I, I worked in a company that used me as a night supervisor, never once gave me a raise or a, a title. And when I actually one time tried to actually above actually just making things run for them, which is what I did because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care. Everything ran. People came to me. I helped them. Kept, kept the problems away from their doorstep, which is what a supervisor does. I wrote somebody up because they were a piece of crap and couldn't do the job and had a bad attitude. And I was told I couldn't do that because I wasn't supervisor. And I went, you've had me do all these other things, but because this becomes an HR thing, now you're giving me grief. And now he's going to last three more weeks because you're going to go through official channels instead of just giving me a, I didn't even ask for a race. Just give me the title. I don't care. I just want to make this work. Right. And it didn't last. You know what? More pe- different people came in. Things changed. And I still did what I did. And that's what we have to remember. Uh, what's, before we get out of here, think of a, a, a time when you weathered the storm. Besides that one buddy, you know, the buddy cop guy who, who got a year on you. But you had maybe a bad situation with a company, but you believed in what you were doing and what the heart of the company was, and you toughed it out, and it became better. Is there a story you have for that? Say, I'm sorry, I was reading. All right, okay, go to that. Whatever that is, read it. Uh, it says, Donald says, sometimes new employees are more qualified than the people who have time in- invested. I remember this one Alabama medic who came in the service and rose quickly through the ranks. It hap- or I happens and should motivate you to. It, it happens. happens and should motivate you to get better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. I and mean, thank you, Donald. There was. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this guy the other day. I think his name was Seth. Um, and we, we were medics about the same time. I've been a medic a little bit longer. But I, I did like – there was a, bit, a big time in my life where I wasn't the go-getter. I was very much, you know what, let me just ride. I'd rather play my video games. And now I've got a world where I can do that and make money. But that's neither here nor there. But then it's like, just leave me alone. Let me run my piddly calls and I'll take this piddly pay – and, you know, I'll suffer through life. And he was a go-getter. And I, I got mad at him because we started working in the same uh, – we worked up in Conyers together. And, you know, he was a little off. He's a little off, but he was what I call that zero to hero. 
or hero to zero, really is what I call it. Darren called me out the other day because you said that wrong. Like, no, I didn't. It's hero to zero. You start off wanting to be a hero, and you go from nothing through EMT, AMT, and then paramedic school with no experience, and you come out full-fledged paramedic, and you get put on a truck thinking you know everything most of the time. And you know nothing because you have no experience to, to balance the knowledge in your head. So you can't lead. You can't hardly treat a patient. You just have a bunch of knowledge in your head. Anyway, he was one of those, so that was a tick against him. I had a prejudice that I needed to change in my All mind. Right. And he was a little weird, so that was, that was a prejudice. But then the last straw that, for me, was um, I played poker. I was an amateur poker player, and I made money at it. Well, for some reason, and I didn't talk about it. I didn't put it, but for some reason, somebody found out he played poker. I'm like, oh, he's, he's, he plays poker. He's so amazing. I'm like, yeah, I play poker. I'm good at it. I'm actually on the amateur circuit, whatever, on the digital circuit, you know, whatever. And like, but no, but he wins money. I mean, it's just things like, no, but he's so much better. I was like, I think at that moment, I probably just get angry. But I remember that story specifically as a mindset of mine that had to change of what was he doing differently. He was just owning who he was. He came out of school not thinking he knew everything. He, did, he wasn't a paragod, but he came out of school a little wet behind the ears. Well, that's just training experience, right? Let's just giving him a strong EMT partner or a strong paramedic partner to, to knock the, the new off of him and get a little dirt underneath his nails, and then he's a good medic. And that's exactly what happened. You know, it was, it was I was the issue. I had to change my mindset, and that's, that happens too many times uh, then. Uh, that happens way too many times in the field of, of what Donald was talking about, about you know, a go-getter coming up and moving through the ranks. People go, it ruffles feathers. Well, it's because you've gotten complacent. Yep. Is the it word. should, and just like he said, it should spark you to, hey, Do we better. need to keep going. I, one we last thought to- I want to put out, and you can put out whatever you want. Uh, we can go as long as you want. Uh, but I know I'll talk forever. So for me, this last thing I put out, there is a restaurant in Miami. It's a chain now, uh, Ceviche's, I think is what it's called. And I happen to be uh, running the podcast that people interviewed him on, and he's talking about his hiring process. Uh, they get awards. It's a higher-end thing. They've established a really good restaurant. So he'll hire two top chefs for one spot, mm-hmm. and they get full package for six weeks. And they know coming in, this is a competition. Basically, whoever works hardest and clicks best with the team, but it's not just people like you, but you click. Because they're coming in at a high position. They're not starting on the line. They're running the kitchen or somewhere in between. So they both compete for that spot. And at the end, one person gets the full job, like they get to stay. The other person has gotten their pay for six weeks. They they've uh, they get a bit of a thank you but go away package, you know, to right. make it worth their time to go look for another job. But they get a glowing recommendation letter. Mm-hmm. It's never well they were crap, and they there was no they stepped in and put their best. And here's the recommendation so that like it's easier auditioning. to get another job. Yeah, like auditioning, and I love that idea. It won't work in our field because we're shorthanded. <laughs> well, you remember when Grady yeah. ran double medics and it was hard? You, were, yeah. you had to be a medic for two Everywhere years was, before you could apply. I we were double medics. But. You know, uh, uh, that, was, that, was, that was when this would have worked. Okay, yeah. both medics get the job. Who's going to do it better? Who's going to fill out that paperwork on time? Who's going to turn around and help the team and stop hanging out the, the, the hospital? The hospital, yeah. yeah. When you should be cleaning your trucks. So, uh, what else you got? Anything else about changing your mind? Everything changes, man. That's it. Just also to the seasons change. I guess we're about to wrap up. Yeah. I just want to say something out there. You know, 
rest in peace, uh, Jack Vuckart. He was a captain yeah. at Newton, worked with him. He worked at DeKalb. He was a great guy, great paramedic. He's going to be very missed. So um, thoughts and prayers with his family and and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything changes. Yep. You know, uh, that, that's, a, that's the reality of our, another our life. Yep. So I thought I thought you were going to talk about football season. Was no, coming up. not yet. Yeah. It's not close enough yet. Yeah, it's almost no. there. Man, oh, and be careful out there. It is deadly heat right deadly now. Deadly heat. Yep. Uh, index one hundred seven hundred eight is actually hitting one hundred degrees. Probably one hundred and fifty off the asphalt. So be oh, careful yeah. out there. Yeah, uh, I know the humidity is staying down to a point, which is helpful. But Man, I don't care. I've, I've been in Vegas in August, and well, those are dry heat, but it's still oh, a killer hot. heat. And when it has 107, 108 directly on you, it's and hot. like I said, asphalt. Mm-mm. I would just fry. See that white yeah. skin? <laughs> just fry. Oh, I've had problems where I was wasn't thinking. I knelt down by a patient and burned, first degree burned my knee yep. before I could get up. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, mm, okay, we can't do that. Um, so be careful. Stay be hydrated. Careful. Park in the shade. I know a bunch of trucks are stationed on trucks out there. So find your shade to park in when you're waiting for calls. Um Plenty of ice. Keep yep. plenty of ice. I know that's one thing National always did was they had ice makers, and they made sure you filled up those those chests with ice. Get nutrition, stay hydrated. Yep. Uh, we've, the only real thing to announce for the schools, we've got the uh, psychomotor coming up. You have to be registered yep. by September 7th. It's open to everybody across the nation as long as you completed the, an advanced class somewhere and you've got that PATT when number. When is it? Uh, it's towards the end of September. I don't remember the exact date. I just know September 7th is a close date on it. So you have to get your PATT, go through our registration process and get us that PATT number. Uh, um, the psychometric, the exam's on the 7th. The exam's on the 7th? Yeah. When's the close date? Mm-hmm. What page are you on? On the front page. Is it, you sure that's not a registration date? It says NREMT psychomotor exam on September seventh, and I think click it. It'll take you to the registration page. Yeah, September seventh, eight thirty, August twenty first. Oh crap! Well, you better get you better get registered by next week, people. Yeah. So come on, get registered. So I I remember the test date. So the test date September seventh, but you gotta get registered now. So we need to make sure first thing next week we get all of our current AMT students. Start calling them and like, hey, get registered. Um, oh, yeah, Donald. See, that's a good thing. Donald, he says dinosaurs are getting hard to find. That's the only way to change, truly change into yeah. a new era is have the old guard die off. Not literally die off, but, you know, retire out, uh, step back, you know. Yep. Um, go do. Yeah, I could go off for another hour on that, but I'm not. So, but thanks for watching. Uh, yeah. I, I had a video, and for some reason... Facebook's not liking us. It's not. It's not. Fa- Oop, wrong button. Where is it? What? I don't know why it did that. Uh, it's not that Facebook isn't liking us. It's I can't figure out how to get Switcher to play this video for some reason. But that was. We have this opening. We have so we're working on a cool opening. We've been working on it for a while. But yeah, it, it's. I love Switcher though. It's really great. Awesome. So, all right, we'll be back next Thursday. Hey, hit us up. My email is right there. Charles at g a i e m s dot com. Hit him up. Hit us up with ideas, with things to talk about. With uh, I like what Joy's saying. Hey, y'all are saying a lot of great things, and you're really motivating us. Uh, I had a lot of people show up at my watch party. I'm not sure. Uh, 
it's people I saw join. It yeah. says they joined again. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, I had a lot of um, people join. And I'm actually I don't know what that... checking one more thing here. But if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Georgia Institute of EMS, and I believe it's hyphened out the way Anchor did it instead of one word. But you can look up Georgia Institute of EMS. We've got a podcast out there through anchor.fm. Uh, there's a couple episodes up. You can get that through Stitcher. I know we're on Stitcher. We're on uh, Spotify. We're on Google Play. Um, still working on iTunes because once iTunes decides they're not going to talk to you, it's like pulling teeth. It's it's a pain in the butt. But there's one other thing I wanted to check. Uh, I, I don't think that's right. I think it's 911 Studios. 911 Studios. Let's see if this is up. Um, it is not up yet. Is that right, Chris? We're we're working on the Patreon page, and I think I think it's in the last stages of being approved. So we'll have a way for you to support the show and other different things that we put out in the media, we put out and different things like that. Uh, pretty soon. So if you like what we do. Make sure you subscribe on Facebook, follow us on Facebook, whatever it is. However you find us, subscribe, follow, like, share, all the internet bojangles like that are out there. Please, and, uh, it helps. We'll be back next week. Now, I know the site that's about to come up says Friday's 2.30. I'm still changing that out. I have a new graphic. I, just, I thought the video was going to have the new graphic, and the video didn't run. So we'll do it Thursdays at 3 o'clock. For now, check out the page. It'll always let you know when we're live. And thanks for coming out and watching us today. Thank you.